Welcome to Lethal Lullabies, the podcast that takes you on a relaxing journey into the action-packed world of your favorite films. Tonight's story is the peaceful conclusion to our Mild Max series. We've enjoyed slowing down these action-packed adventures with you. Stay tuned for the next film where we tackle a new favorite of ours here at the podcast, the newest addition to the Predator canon, Prey. So, find a good pillow and your trustiest blade and get ready for Lethal Lullabies Mild Max Sleepy Road Part 4 Aged women with hardened features and soft eyes assemble before Furiosa, Max, the wives, and Nux. They are comfortable atop their motorized mounts. Each is customized for its rider and for the tough terrain. One of the women, Mags, steps forward. She is nearly in tears at the sight of Furiosa. Mags looks back to her companions and proclaims, It's really her, the daughter who had been stolen away all those years ago. How long has it been? She asks Furiosa. Furiosa has the answer in an instant. But she responds slowly. The weight of the words feels too much to bear. Seven thousand days, she replies, plus the ones I don't remember. A cold gust of wind whips through the group. For a moment, there's silence, and then joy. The eldest of the women wraps Furiosa 
in a loving embrace, a feeling of safety and calm washes over her. She may not yet be in the green place, but Furiosa is certainly home. The rest of the many mothers take to examining the brides. How soft these women seem. Their hands have never clutched the throttle of a motorbike in the baking sun, nor toiled in a field or trained with a weapon. This one still has all her teeth, one woman calls out in delight. Furiosa tells the mothers she is taking them to the green place. She can't wait to show them their new home. The joy of the moment dissipates. Mags looks to the horizon. If you came from the east, you already passed it. Furiosa's heart sinks. It was that marsh, that muddy place with the single tree, her home, her dream, all of it is gone now. Even the green place could not escape the tumultuous nature of this new world. The water, once fresh and life-giving, had become poisoned. Crows came, and soon nothing could grow. But the many mothers did not cower in the face of nature's spite. They collected the seeds from their Eden before it too drifted off into an endless sleep. Mags presents a large leather bag with a brass snap on the top. It opens with a click. Inside the bag are the memories of hundreds of plants. The seeds for a new green place. A new home. The only thing they are missing is the water to make them grow. They could journey together deeper into the unknown in search of a place with water, a new home. Maybe somewhere beyond the dunes is the hope they are all searching for. 
maybe if they just ride far enough, maybe. Max thinks about the ghosts from his own past and how they whisper to him, making him crazy. And he thinks about how all he does is run from them. He doesn't want that for Furiosa and these women. He doesn't want them to wander out into the desert with a bag of memories and no hope to plant them. What they need is something real, some place real with clear water and blue skies. They need the Citadel, but they would be mad to try and go back. Good thing he's not the only one who's mad. Furiosa, Max, the wives, Nux, and the many mothers pack up their seeds and prepare to ride back into the fray. All added up, they only number about 20 against a sea of revving motors and pale warboys. But they have the war rig and they have each other. Some of the mothers ride outside the rig traversing the rolling hills of amber with their purring motorbikes and wild abandon. It's not long before Immortal Joe and his cronies are upon them. Legions of warriors roll up to the returning rig. There's no turning back now. Furiosa steps on the gas and they head straight for the eye of the storm. Wave after wave crashes against the trusty war rig. It shudders from the effort but trudges forward. Mags is the first to take a hit. A bullet pierces the safety of the cabin and strikes her. Her eyes droop. She looks at the turmoil racing around from her seat in the cab. The world feels like it has slowed down. The cars that swirl around them glisten in the sunlight. Their drivers' war cries ring out 
to the steady drum, drum, drum of the doof wagon. Her sisters in arms fire upon their attackers, sending war boy after war boy to bed, only to meet the very same end. Mag's heart beats steadily in her chest. She has seen so much of what this world has to offer. She's not afraid to drift off to sleep. She takes one final breath and then she is gone. Outside the war rig, men on long, flexible poles sweep across the azure sky. They travel in slow, graceful semicircles, aided by the counterweight near the base of the pole and additional war boys that time their descent. Their movement is hypnotic in the wake of the speeding vehicles, all of which are now citadel bound. Two of the pole vehicles pull up alongside the war rig. Their pole riders crisscross, touching the top of the rig and then falling back towards their cars. One of the men manages to grab Toast as he drifts past. More and more companions are falling asleep. Mags is gone. Toast is in Immortal Joe's grasp. And now, Furiosa has been stabbed. The war rig, although still faithfully plodding along, is woefully wedged between Immortal Joe's lead vehicle and the musical engine of the war party, the thunderous doof wagon. Max leaves the war rig to take on the melodious malevolence to their rear, and Furiosa steps out to challenge the diabolical despot at their head. Nux takes over driving the war rig. Drum, 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 drum. The heavy beats from the doof wagon's drums echo through the sands. Furiosa climbs up onto the lead vehicle. She'll still have to get past Immortal Joe's Hulk son, Rictus. Luckily, 
she has help. Fragile is already aboard Joe's car. In the heat of the battle, she tricked Rictus into bringing her into the cab to return to the Citadel, to return to her life. Or so she said when she reached out her hand to Rictus. Instead, she was plotting this moment, bridging the gap to immortal Joe's demise. Fragile takes Furiosa's hand and pulls her into the cab like Rictus had done for her. Furiosa makes her way along the outside of the car, toting a harpoon gun with a long jingling chain. Immortal Joe sees her getting closer and prepares his weapon. But Furiosa is aided by yet another wife. The captured toast is sitting in the passenger's seat. She grabs Immortal Joe's gun, leaving enough time for Furiosa to make her move. She wedges the harpoon into Immortal Joe's mask. She can hear his breaths in and out. (sighs) Then she lets the harpoon's chain wind up in the wheels of the vehicle. Another breath in The chain tightens in and out. There's no stopping the car. The rolling tire pulls on the harpoon until Immortal Joe is asleep in pieces. They are finally free of him. But the remaining pursuit vehicles know nothing of Immortal Joe's journey to Valhalla. No one cries out as witness when he finally drifts off. They are all still in pursuit, still seeking their moment of glory and their own trip to the dreams and delights of Valhalla. Nux knows they can't outrun the war party forever. Up ahead, the canyon looms large. 
he instructs the remaining women and Max to board Immortal Joe's car with the seeds from the green place and drive on ahead. He'll jam the pass and then maybe they can truly get some rest. Of all the chances Nux had to meet his destiny and ride through the gates of Valhalla, shiny and chrome, this one feels the most real. It's not the adrenaline-fueled exuberance that he had once imagined. It's solemn. He's calm as he drives towards that thing that he has always wished for, towards rest and freedom. And now, also towards purpose. His breaths are steady and his heartbeat slows down. It feels like the whole world is relaxing with him. After Furiosa and her companions breach the canyon on Immortal Joe's lead vehicle, Nux drives the trusty war rig into the side of the towering ledge. Toast, capable, fragile, the dag, Max, Furiosa, and the few remaining mothers all watch as Nux finally drifts off to a much-deserved sleep. Furiosa looks close to joining him. Her eyes are heavy. This battle has taken its toll. Max lifts her head and gently rests it in his lap. This man, once just another obstacle to overcome, or maybe just an unsuspecting dystopian traveler swept up in her race towards freedom, is now the women's best chance. Furiosa's breath is short, but she makes out the words to Max. Get them home. Max needs her to stay with them, and Furiosa deserves to see the green place. Max pulls out the line that Nux had used to siphon Max's energy 
into Nux. He gifts some of that life to Furiosa. And finally, finally, after all the journeying and battling, Max looks at Furiosa and tells her his name. My name is Max. But she's so drowsy. She can't hear a word he has said. Still, Max knows that she'll be all right. She only needs to rest a bit longer. They are not far off from the Citadel now, and she will need to be awake for their triumphant return. As they pull up to the gates, young warboys and beggars look on in confusion. Here before them is the ride of Immortal Joe, but he does not pontificate from the driver's seat. In fact, he's nowhere to be seen. Instead, Max steps from the vehicle with something heavy wrapped in a tarp. He pulls back the trappings and reveals Immortal Joe, not quite so immortal anymore. The crowds erupt with joy and chant, let them up, let them up, let them up. A platform lowers from the sanctuary of the inner sanctum of the citadel and Furiosa, the mothers, and the freed wives rise up to the land they will grow into the green place. Water, cool and sparkling, flows out onto the rejoicing crowd. And Furiosa watches as Max fades away into the population. Another grain of sand in an endless dusty expanse. 